Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now, conversations, the heartbeat of our organisations, they help us to create, to innovate, and to affect change together. And they help us to grow as individuals, communities, and indeed organisations. So says Emily Cosgrove, the co-founder of Conversation Space, along with her business partner, Sarah Hope. She's just authored a book entitled Conversational Wisdom. Uh, you're very welcome to the programme, Emily. Thank you, Bobby. Lovely to be here. Delighted. Good. Now, um, maybe let's just talk about your, 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 the subject of your book, uh, The Conversation Space in the Workplace, a conversation, Conversational Wisdom. Um, are, are, people not, are people not talking enough or are different generations maybe talking differently in the workplace? Yeah, such a good question. I think I think both of your questions there are probably true in some sense. I think that there's so much communication now in the workplace. So as a general, um, you know, we're on emails all the time. We're in meetings all the time. We're on Teams calls. We're on Zoom calls. So there's a lot of communication going on. Um, but we would argue there's a difference between communication and conversation. Uh, we would say that conversation is the back and forth in the moment, that live interaction between two people or between a group of people where ideas can form, where we can try something out, where maybe some innovation begins to grow um, live in the moment. And we think that there's not enough of that going on. We yeah. think that we, we think that there's lots of um, opportunity to do more of that because it's in, it's in those moments where we don't really know what's going to come next that great things happen, that the unexpected happens. Um, so we really, yeah, we really think that there's room for more conversation. And in in terms of your question around uh, different generations, well, I think what's happened over the last few years, particularly with COVID, is that the younger generations the one that uh, that have been disrupted and interrupted in the end of their educational experience. So at school, at university, we think that they've had, well, obviously they've had a lack of exposure, haven't they, in their formative yeah. years, in that, in that kind of, that rite of passage when we come out of education um, and they've had less opportunity to have in-person communication, to give presentations, to work in a group. And, and that's had a really big impact on their ability and confidence to have conversations. I, I think that's a really good point, Emily. And mm. when you think about that generation, their default is to send somebody a WhatsApp or, Absolutely. Uh, you know, a, a mobile communication. Mm. They won't pick up the phone and ring somebody mm. and say, I mm. need this or I want you yeah. to do that. It's just not in their nature to do that. Well, the thing is, Bobby, is that doing that, we might make a mistake. We may say something that upsets another person or that somebody wasn't expecting, or we may get a response that we weren't expecting. And it feels, it feels like it could be messy and we don't know and it feels risky. So because they haven't had as much opportunity to have a go at doing that, we all had to do that, didn't we, you know? 
Um, but is it not equally risky risky to put something down, you know, in 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 print or in 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 text that yeah. that there's a record of it? Whereas often, if you say something, there wouldn't be. I, I would argue that yeah. maybe that you know that that it should be it should be easier to to talk. Um, than, than in terms of documenting something mm. by, by way of communication through a text or a WhatsApp. Yes. So I think the, the point that I'm trying to make is that we're able to curate what we say. So we can write it and then change it. Sure. And we try and perfect what we're saying before we send it. That's what I mean about the risk. But absolutely, I hear you. If we write something down, then, you know, it's out there forever, isn't it? We put a, we put something on Twitter or, you know, we, we, we send a text and, and it can be forwarded. So there is that, of course, there is that risk if, yeah. we, if we write something down and let it go, because interpretation from someone else could be very different from the meaning that we have behind what we send as well. You say as well, Emily, that leadership is a conversation. What do you mean by that? Well, what we mean is that <clears throat> when we are leading teams, when we're leading people, when we're managing as well, um, people are our way of making things happen, of creating change, of, of achieving the goals that we have in organisations. It's only through our people that we do that. So when we say leadership is a conversation, the way that we engage and the way that we talk with and the way that we listen to the people that we're working with, that we're leading, makes a huge difference. So if we're able to do that with awareness of how we show up in a conversation, of how, of, of what we bring and of the power that we hold when we're in a leadership position, then we can be much more effective and we can be much more um we can lead from a much more powerful place. So, you know, that the shift that there has been over the last decade or so around the change from kind of command and control leadership to more servant leadership or more inclusive leadership really requires us to be more aware in our conversations and to be more skilled, actually. Yeah. You know, using, using the skills <clears throat> of listening, of questioning, of being able to give timely feedback, which, you know, lots of us don't like to do and lots of us don't like to receive. But actually, that's how we, that's how we grow our future leaders is being able to, to listen, to ask them great questions, to challenge them, to give them feedback. And, so and that's what we mean. If we have, say, someone who's uh, a good direct communicator, um, mm -hmm. somebody who doesn't really pull any punches and mm -hmm. communicates and tells it as it is. Mm -hmm. Like for some people that can be refreshing and good to work with, but for others they may be seen as a workplace bully. Uh -huh. So how do you, how do you sort of square that circle? Because I, I personally I do like honest, direct communication yeah. and conversations but sometimes they can be misconstrued i think as being mm. bullying or, or 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 offensive yeah um there's a difference between direct honest straight communication um which is given with care and compassion and direct honest straight communication which is given without care right so there's a, there's an element of appreciating that yes we want the message to be very clear at the same time we also need to look after this person because they're a person they're not just a cog in a machine 
and they're going to have feelings if we if we're careless with how we speak to them so there's a balance there's a balance between being absolutely crystal clear but also being mindful that we don't know what's going on in their lives outside of work we don't know how their morning's been, what's happened to them. We don't know, you know, their background. We don't know whether they've grown up with a bully in the house. We don't know any of that stuff. So it's about being careful of the people that we speak to and looking after their feelings and their emotions because as much as we may not want to accept that, the fact is that we do all show up at work with those things as well as with the intention of doing the best work that we can so that's that's how i would kind of answer the question square that circles round that square whichever way around i think that you know we have to we have to look after each other as well as get the job done and emily what in your view what's what's the end result of i suppose not talking honestly in the workplace does it end in separation people working in silos and people sort of introverting into themselves um the lack of honesty i think at work results in well results in many things but you know in terms of productivity and efficiency they just slow right down if we're not honest with each other then we don't really know where we are and how we're doing um, so from a very kind of through very business lens, um, it just slows everything down from through a human lens. If we're not honest with people in our conversations, we can tell, can't we, Bobby? We know if someone isn't isn't honest with us. Yeah. We know mm. that there are things missing. So what that means is a breakdown in relationships and in engagement, actually. So if we're looking to to engage the people in our organizations and retain the talent mm. that we need to, then we do have to be honest. Right. So finally, Emily, then, is is the, the, the net result here is that we need to talk more in the workplace and we also need to become wiser in how we use these conversations. Would that be would that be your overriding point? Yeah, exactly. We need to be wiser in our conversations. So it's not that we need to talk more. We just need to be wiser. And maybe we need to, rather than rather than communicating, we need to engage with each other in real time. So I would say a short conversation, even 60 seconds together where we really connect is much more powerful than backwards and forwards on email. So it speeds things up. So yes, talking more efficiently and effectively and being wiser in how we connect with each other well listen it's great conversation uh, mm -hmm. um delighted to be joined by emily cosgrove the co-founder of conversation space thanks so much for joining me emily i uh, really thank enjoyed you, that thank you very much and the book is out on the 19th of june so go ahead and get yourself a copy there you go a bit of sales as well as conversation <laughs> thanks Absolutely. emily many thanks bye-bye down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.